here comes the cowboy. We're back. We're back with some tunes. Some new tunes. So, yeah, new tunes. New tunes. I mean, yes, By we did new. ACDC's uh, most recent album, which is probably the newest thing we've done. But this, this is, is probably new, like a new artist, yeah. yeah. And this is this album's 2019, and we're spinning. Here comes the cowboy by Mac DeMarco. So someone that you introduced me to. Yeah, Mac DeMarco's um, he's Canadian first off, so that's our it's our first Canadian uh, musician, which is kind of hard to believe, eh? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, really, honestly, we have a lot of other Canadian people that do that. I know they're. Well, I mean, we've been wanting to do Rush, but we're waiting, and I mean, the Guess Who, that'll be a fucking, that'll be a great one. Yeah, it will be. So, uh, Mac DeMarco, yeah, we're talking, uh, does any, uh, well, why, does, I, anyone, just, know yeah, does anyone know Raise who he is? Raise your hands. A lot of people probably know who he is, just from the name, but they probably don't know his music, because he is known as the Prince of Pop, like, he, he, uh... Uh, sorry, not the Prince, Prince of, of Pop. Pop. Sorry, Prince of Indie Rock. That's what I meant to say. He's the Prince of Indie Rock. I'm drinking a shitty beer today, and I'm not going to mention the name because uh, my mom gave it to me, but it's a Budweiser. How is that shitty beer? It's a shitty beer. A Bud? Yeah, out of all the beers in the world, Budweiser. There's Coors Light below that, obviously, but Budweiser's not. Well, I don't consider Coors Light beer, first of all. Yeah. That's like fucking strong water. Apparently, it's beer. Oh. <laughs> But God, you were drinking Pabst Blue Ribbon on here. Yeah, but that that's 5.9. <laughs> I know, but a bud tastes good. Why? It, it, yeah, it's the classic American, classic fucking weekend beer. And it's also, I'm broke, so I'm... Classic weekend <laughs> beer for Monday afternoon. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm broke, so my mom gave me a couple beers, so hey. You know, whatever. That's a mother that cares. Yeah, she gave me a couple We're both beers. lucky to have great moms, so. Yeah. Um, so, Mac, uh, so we're spinning Mac DeMarco. Uh, I didn't know this, but right before I, we were going to do the episode, he's actually turning 31 on Friday. So it's his birthday this upcoming Friday. Um, but uh, as it stands, it's not his birthday. But we do have... We, we were spinning this album. Yeah, now. <coughs> To celebrate his birthday, um, Mac there's Mark another birthday man. on Friday that yeah we're gonna kind of trumps his yeah. so well, we're, we're not gonna say it yet, but no but uh, Mac DeMarco's uh, it's kind of different it's uh, really really chill a lot of his music's kind of just especially this album some of his earlier albums are a little more uh, upbeat like the one I have up there uh, it's called Two. Yeah, and, uh, there's a couple rocking songs on there, but this one's kind of a little more chill, a little more relaxed. Great stuff to get fucking stoned to, or do some psychedelic drugs to, or something. You know. You know what I'll say about Matt DeMarco is, he, you played me his a couple of his albums. I think you played me two, and you played me this one. I think I preferred this one over two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when I started liking him, it wasn't until you showed me him play live. Yeah. That live when, show, I've watched at least, like, 40, 50 times. Because like, that's what made me, so like, oh, shit, like, he's good, good, you know? Because anyone can sound good on an album, you know, but live, they, they, I don't know. It takes a different type of machine to be able to perform live. 
Wow, it's it's just his character on stage. Like the first time I saw, I didn't see him live. I've never seen him live. I really want to. He was at Coachella a couple of years ago. Sean Giddens, uh, our friend Sean, went to see him at Louis, Coachella. Yeah, with uh, Louis at Coachella. Louis, Louis didn't see him. He was seeing an Arab band at the time. But uh, Sean went in there. Louis went to Coachella? Yeah. Uh, not Coachella, sorry. Oceaga. Oceaga. Okay. Big fucking difference there by... Well, just because I had Coachella <laughs> in my mind. I know. Me too. All the time. Oh, fuck. I'd love to go to Coachella. And you know what? It's not because I'm a fucking hipster and I want to go to Coachella just because I want to go to Coachella. No, I want to well, actually nice go. Well, music. Yeah. They have a lot of good fucking bands. I've never cool been to experience. a festival. Man, that's that's that's. It's, it it feels like out. a shame, you know. Like we got. We were supposed out. to be going to the fucking well next Quebec summer city festival in like a month and a half, you know. Yeah, that's a little bit of a like it's a festival, but it's a little different because there's not too many like. There's one main stage, and then there's like a couple places inside buildings and stuff like that. So I mean, yes, it's a festival, but like. Festivals it's not like Coachella, vibe, where yeah. it's like a bunch of different stages at the same venue. It's like really cool. <coughs> I've been to a Blues Fest multiple times. I did go to Oshiaga. Uh We're going to probably spin another Canadian band soon uh, in a couple weeks called Yukon Blonde. <coughs> They're good as Hell well. Hell yeah. But no, uh, that's another one I got into. Yeah. Because of you. Yeah. <laughs> I like supporting Canadian acts. And I, I picked up two of their albums since then, you yeah. know? Like, Wow, that's fucking good shit. Um, but no, uh, back to Coachella and Mac DeMarco. I, the first time I saw Mac DeMarco on like a live, live performance was him doing a live like live set at Coachella because every year Coachella streams their shows live on YouTube. So I've been watching that. Now one time Mac DeMarco came up and I was watching it, and this guy's just chug like has. Is a that where you discovered him? Yeah. Yeah. He had a whole case of Heineken just picking out cans, drinking them, shirtless, smoking at Coachella, one of the world's most prestigious, you know, music festivals in California. It's a very Dude, very it's big the It's a very big festival. If you play Coachella As far as North America, it's like the festival. Yeah. And I so mean, like, like does Lollapalooza come to the states? Yeah, Lollapalooza they have the I think they have one. Like I know, because I know they tour Europe a lot. Like Lollapalooza. Don't they have Lollapalooza in? Uh, I don't really, like honestly, Boston I don't know a whole lot about festivals. Well, I know Boston has Boston Calling. Yeah, true. Like uh, there's a there's a state that uh, I don't know exactly. They have Bonnaroo down there. Bonnaroo's uh, in Chicago, I think. Like I'm smoking a joint right now, listening to Mac DeMarco, but part of me wishes I was eating mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, I've spun this album on mushrooms before. The first time you spun it for me was with us on shrooms. Wasn't that like the night I moved in? When Maybe, we were yeah, in the living room be. sitting on the floor all fucking stoned. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our old roommate comes out like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like We're like, ah. Stoned. <laughs> stoned to the bone. I remember one time I, uh, I did the shrooms and I was sitting in the living room by myself listening to this. I was just sitting there in the corner of the couch like, man, the room is pretty big right now. <laughs> I love doing shrooms. When you're in a room by yourself, it's like a small space it. can seem so large and you're just... Shrooms really... can be fun and shrooms can suck and I've been on both ends. 
but luckily the last few times have been great. The first few times have been awesome, and there was a couple in between that weren't great. But it's got to be good vibes, and that's exactly what Mac Tomorrow. I would never not do anything <laughs> again because I had a bad experience with it. You got to do things at least a couple times. To... Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, uh, there's a scientific fact where you got to try food. Like, a, try a certain food seven times before you can actually say you liked it or disliked it. Now, you must be like me in some sense. Like, did you like everything as a kid, food-wise? I, I, I fucking don't have a lot of hate in food. Well, I when I was a kid, it was weird. Like, I wouldn't eat peppers. I wouldn't eat onions. Yeah. But now, I love it. But I think a lot of it, too, is my old man doesn't really eat peppers or onions. He's like a meat, potatoes, and corn. Same as my dad, yeah. You know meat, what I mean? potatoes, and more meat and rice. Yeah. Dad likes rice a lot. I like rice a lot, too. My dad, well, he loves Chinese food, so he definitely loves rice, but... Yeah. Yeah. Oh. No, but this guy, just his performance live, uh, if you ever have the chance, check out Mac DeMarco live. I'm... And, I'm talking as myself too. I have to go see him, but if you will go on and go see him, check it out wherever. No, it would be cool if we could do something where like, like, cause Mac DeMarco, if he goes on a tour, he's not going to the Bell Center. No. I can tell you that right now. He'll be M. Talis or he'll be uh, yeah. the the Corona Theater. Yeah. Because he's not going to fill But that's stadium. the kind of guy, like, it'd be cool to meet him and just share a couple words with him. Maybe record it and put it on a podcast. You know? Yeah, that'd be cool. He's cool. Like, I met Sean Kinney and William DeVolt of Alice. I mean, imagine we were doing a podcast and I'm like, can you just say something cool like, you are listening to DBD Grooves. Yeah, that'd be you know, cool. just something like that. Like, I don't know. I wish we could get some fucking artists on here. Hey, but our radio, our listening uh, people are listening. There, we hit two hundred. Well, what's cool? We two hundred and two listeners. Like, I mean, we've been blessed for for the groups that we've been able to see. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, oh. and uh, the thing with it is, like, I don't know about you, but like. I've had a lot of moments where I've got to interact with either the band or the opening act, right? Which is always fun and interesting because, you know, I've made a bit of a, a relationship with people. Well, I mean, we met Alan Parsons. Yeah. We're still friends with some of those guys on Facebook, Yeah. right? So that's always, like, a cool thing. And uh, I don't know. Having those relationships, like, it would be cool, like, uh, well... I'm kind of getting rambling and shit, but uh, when we seen Uriah Heat, there's a band that opened up for them, the Riot Police. Yeah, they were good. They were good, and I I'm still friends with the the guitarist on on Facebook, and like we've uh, like you know we like each other's posts. We've had quick messages. I was gonna go to Montreal to pick up their album, their first album on vinyl, and he was gonna have the guy sign it for me, but we couldn't get a date together or whatever. But like it'd be cool to get something like that. Mm-hmm. And maybe like what we could go pick it up together, each get one or something, and then do like a five minute interview mm-hmm. that would later be put on a podcast. I don't oh, know. We could have guests on it's here. Just thinking outside of the outside of the box. And if we ever get big enough to do and get new. enough people listening, we could maybe potentially do interviews with bands. That'd be cool. Yeah, dude, that'd be awesome. Or if you're a young band and you want to send us your album, we'll yeah, listen dude, to it. send us free shit. <laughs> Send us your albums. We will. We need two them. copies though, because we're probably gonna yeah. both want. And listen. honestly, maybe a third <laughs> one for Dylan. Yeah, 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 yeah. True, true. 
You looking for your lighter? Yeah, I'm going nuts. <laughs> you had it at the beginning of the thing. I know. I know. Oh, God. It was go. tucked in my yeah. gut. Tucked, tucked under the gut. Um, no, that Prima, uh, that Mac DeMarco Primavera sound uh, show he plays, man. He's running around the stage. He's got these dinky shorts That's on. That's the one you Nintendo, showed me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nintendo 64 hat on. Runs With around the stage. Just a random gray swigging. shirt. He looks like a fucking 90s dad at a barbecue. <laughs> he's got a green sh- sweater on, and he's swigging fucking wine, uh, drinking right out of the bottle, smoking cigarettes. Then he's got... The band is great. Like it's not super complex hard music, but they just do everything that they need to do. It doesn't have to be hard. And the drummer's playing. It's not super intricate drumming, but he's there. He's you know always on time. He's solid. Keyboardist. His guitar player looks fucking looks like a fucking freak <laughs> with his mustache, but he, he <coughs> dances all a little weird. There, he's very hippie-ish, <laughs> but. That's cool. It, like, yeah, it's, it's a very out. cool vibe. It's definitely the kind of band that you would see at Coachella too. Yeah, you know what sure. I mean. So and he's, he's, he yells next to Marco too. Like if you watch the live video, he's like, "What? Come on! Yeah, motherfucker! Yeah!" It's <laughs> like that. He gets really. It must pump him up because, like I said, like he isn't the kind of guy that's gonna open up at the Bell Center no, or like no. an arena tour. No, I mean, I, he's not at that point right now. And I don't know if he even wants to be, you know? No, definitely not. Uh, he's the king of indie rock. He's produced everything and made everything and sold everything under his own name. He doesn't even have a label. It's his own thing. That's, so that's pretty. Yeah, that's, that's that's he's making shit. all the money. Like. Especially in, in an era where it's so hard to make money off people's art. Yeah. You know? It's not just music, it's art. Like, and people have to pay for that shit. Like, I think he has distributing companies, like, to distribute his album. Well, he, he probably like, have he, to. He, you see him in the studio, like, on the poster there. He's, you know, doing his own thing. Look at that he's table. You know he's having a good time. Yeah, there's beers on the table. Dude, doesn't that look like he's living the dream? Yeah. Fuck yeah, he does. Looks like he's living the dream, loving it. He's got a t- reel to reel up there. Yeah. I wish I could do that. Just hang out in the fucking studio and make make this stuff. Be pretty chill. Ah, dude. Um, well, it'd be, it would sound so much better, too, if you guys record, like, produced your own shit compared to other people. Because you yeah. guys know what you want to sound like. Because exactly. you know what you sound like. That's you the big draw mean? to uh, alternative rock and indie rock there is you get to do it yourself and you don't have to have anyone else's creative input, you know? Yeah. Ooh. I love the words of this song. It's just choo choo, take a ride with me for three and a half to four minutes. <laughs> That's but, funky, know, eh? It's funky, and he does a good, good little guitar solo at uh, the live one. Um, it's Mac DeMarco. I uh, was born in Duncan, British Columbia. BC. Yeah. Raised That's in why Edmonton. he does. Uh, he does yeah, it has nothing to do with fucking the, Edmonton. The boilers. Edmonton's a beautiful place. Hunting yeah, it is sucks, beautiful. But Edmonton's beautiful. My aunt lives in Edmonton. Um, so his real name is Vernon. Sorry. No, Verner, Vernor, Vernor Winfield McBriar Smith the fourth. Where did he get <laughs> Mac DeMarco from? I guess from Mac 
from the McBriar. Uh, I don't know where he got DeMarco from, though. Um, his great-grandfather, Vernon Villers-Smith, Alberta's former minister of railways and telephone, for whom DeMarco was named. Uh, yeah, his, we got a uh, gong in their song. Yeah. <laughs> his mother, Agnes DeMarco. Okay, his mom was named DeMarco. So that's where he gets his name, not DeMarco. It's got such a long-ass name that you don't even hear half of it. Well, I guess it's on his mom's side. He probably takes his dad's last name, right? DeMarco is uh, Italian descent. Well, his that dad DeMarco left... has a good ring to it, though. Yeah. I always find it weird how people decide to choose their name, you know? I don't know. I find it's... it's it like is. People change their name. You know? Well, I guess it's his artist name, because he probably, you know, the checks probably go out to Vernor, Vernor or something. But, like, say say you guys are going to make it big, right? Yeah. Are you going to be Brad and Riley? Probably. I see them calling you, like, Bobby. Rusty Chops or something. <laughs> <laughs> rusty Lamb Chops? <laughs> Choo-choo! Ah, Rusty Mutton Chop. That'd be a good fucking name. We got Rusty Mutton Chop on the drums. <laughs> um, He's here to mash your brains into rice. So yeah, this is our first new artist, because his first album comes out in 2000, 2009? 10, I think? So you know, it's only 10 or 11 years old, but he's made a pretty big success with uh, what, he's, uh, what he's done so far. Um... Some of his awards, he's no no wins, <coughs> but uh, he's gotten nominated for a couple things. Oh, this is a beautiful song. He he has a, he has a great songwriter too. Um, yeah, like he's there's been a copy of this. What's it called? Sorry. Here comes the cowboy. Here comes the cowboy at one of our local shops. And you bought it at that shop, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't realize, because, like, the copy there, it's open. It's, like, sitting in a sleeve. It's not that expensive, either. It's, like, 24, 25 bucks, right? It's nice green wax. Um, there should be a poster in it. It's um, beautiful, honestly. And I just didn't buy it, because I was like, well, it's open, like... And this is at a place that sells sealed records, like no opened records. So I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's a little. Like I, I, I thought that someone might have opened it. I didn't look in it, but I thought maybe someone would have took the poster or something. You never know. Yeah, it's, yeah people are fucking. Losers. Wintertime, they put the whole fucking record in their bo- like yeah. jacket. <laughs> they Take had out the it. whole green slit record and put it in there. You never know, though. You know, like someone yeah. had it and scratched it or something. Like I don't know. But oh, either way. Uh, this I album. look at your copy today, and it's in the same sleeve, and I'm like, God, when you bought it, was it open? And you're like, yeah, and I'm like, well, what the fuck? Like, maybe they just sell that yeah. way. Yeah, well, that... Is there a be. black variant, like, where you're not guaranteed a green one? So maybe they opened them up for that? Maybe. Well, yeah, because, like, like, you see on the sleeve, I don't know where they put the sleeve, but it just has the price tag on it. It doesn't have, like... Any label other yeah. than it's uh, Mac DeMarco, Here Comes Cowboy. Um, it's almost like Cat Stevens right there. Oh, I love this fucking song. It's beautiful. Uh, this was released on May 10th, 2019. 
through Max Record Label. Fuck, the anniversary is coming up. The, yeah. The two years. Two years. This is labeled as indie rock and indie folk. I give, yeah. Yeah, see, he has a distribution, Caroline distribution, but it's Max's own record label. Uh, but he lives in L.A. right now. No doubt. It's a place to be, I guess, you know. Man, it did fucking not too bad on the charts. How did uh, how did it do? Well, we're going to get into that next slide, because this is the last song on the slide. On the slide. But it did pretty good. Yay! Um, two. Oh, Queen Street, we also play uh, one of his songs live. Um, oh, yeah? We play Welcome to the... Uh, no, not Welcome to the Neighborhood. Um, yeah, Welcome to the Neighborhood. Is that on this album? No, it's on the one up there. Two? two? Yeah. It's a great fucking song, man. But it's fun to play. Uh, it's probably one of his bigger songs, honestly. But... Um, yeah, the that's the end of the first side of Mac DeMarco's Here Comes the Cowboy. The Cowboy is officially here. Are you ready for a flip? <sighs> Let's flip a roo. This side is over. This side is done. Time to flip the record near the next side. This side is over, this side is done. So sit back down and listen to side two. Here's side two. That sounds sexy, eh? I like that. We're back. That's cute. That's the kind of tune you want to play when you get a foxy woman there in your bedroom. <laughs> well, it's called heart to heart, so. And then it's penis to vagina straight that's, after that's that. That's what you're doing. You're having a heart to heart using body parts. Um. So, yeah, I mentioned before, the charts did pretty well. Uh, he actually has a B-Sides. He released a whole album with B-Sides. Is that, that the one you have? Yeah. And uh, some really good songs on there. There's obviously, it's unfinished. Like, there's some songs are just kind of him humming a melody. Um, other songs are fully finished. Uh, it's kind of cool to see. Isn't that the cover of it? Yeah. Well, I think it's like a variety of, uh, like a variation of that. But it's kind of cool to see that, um, you know, just like, kind of cool to see that an artist is putting out a whole album with B-sides, like stuff that was not on this album. Ooh, uh, I like that. It has some good little... I don't know if you guys can hear the song that well right now, but... Wow. Definitely, uh, definitely check it out. Alright, so here comes the cowboy did pretty well in the charts so I'm gonna read that first I'm gonna go through the critical reception so it's just uh, critical slots critics 
Metacritic gave it a 69 uh, out of 100. Um, All Music gave it 3. Guardian gave it 3. 3 Mojo, out of 5? Yeah. Because you're like 65, or 69 yeah. out of 100, not 3 out of 100. That, that was for, uh, I think, only one of those. Uh, aggregate scores, uh, review scores. Mojo gave it a 4. Someone gave it a 2? Yeah, well, who the fuck? The Independent? What the fuck do they know? They're in, what the fuck do they know? Rolling Stone gave it a 3.5. It's not bad, you know. I mean, it's not great, but it's still not bad for a new artist. Q, I don't know what Q gave. He gave it a four. Pretty good, uh, review-wise. Uh, Joe Levy, the song "Stark, Meditative, Lonely, and Stubbornly Isolated," like f- spending 45 minutes petting a cat. <laughs> a static search for comfort. I could see myself petting a cat for 45 minutes Listen to this that, album. Yeah, definitely. On mushrooms. <laughs> Um, so, commercial performance. Here Comes the Cowboy debuted at number 10 on the U.S. Billboard charts with 27,000 album equivalent units. Uh, 20,000 were pure albums. So, so, you know, that's not bad. And it's Mac DeMarco's first U.S. Top 10 album. So the reason this isn't, hasn't, like, it's only been out for two years and it's already sold 20,000 copies. Well, probably more at this time. This was probably... 2020 or something like that but this I don't know it, like it's kind of different now albums don't sell millions of copies as much anymore yeah it's rare like the reason ACDC sold 50 million copies of Back in Black is because like you know that it was a lot different now streaming services have kind of took over the individual sales of yeah. these albums, right? So, like, people are probably listening to this album maybe. Back in Black was sold on vinyl, cassette, and 8 track. Yeah, and then CD when CD yeah. came out. And then. But that's like. Still. Like, 8 years away. No, CD came out in 82. 82? Yeah. Really? So Were they printing everything like that? Yeah. Well, I don't know if everything was on CD at, in 82, but I know the switch pre- happened pretty quick. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, like, now I feel like albums don't sell as much as they did. Like, do you think Ariana Grande sold a million copies of her album? I hope not. Like, I don't think she <laughs> I has. hope not. Like, I don't know. I feel like music, physical copies of selling music has definitely declined because of streaming services. Um, but... I, I don't know. That, that's just my opinion. But still, 20,000 albums in two years. Hey, and that's, you're one of them. Self-produced. Self-produced. Uh, self-recorded. Self I, I wish there was a little more, like, uh, like some writing or something. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's just his artistic style. It's just like... like I the, like that the front's a pin and the back's the back of it. Like, yeah. It's a very simple fucking looking album. Like, it's not like... But it's a nice colored wax, yeah. you know? Well, they have the poster. Yeah. They have the little sticky there. They have some stuff on it. Written. Yeah. It's just small. Yeah, it's just very small. Um, so the charts. So in Australia, peak position was 25. Belgian was 22. Canadian album. So Canada, he was 24. So I mean... 24 in his own country? Yeah. He was better in the States, but... Lithuania, 6. I guess Lithu- Lithuanian people Where like. Where the fuck it. is Lithuania? I don't know, but uh, I don't know. Some somewhere out in 
Middle East or Eastern Europe or something like that. They're not Eastern Europe. Europe or out in the fuck across the ocean. Okay, we're fucking Canadian out here. We don't. I don't care about. Well, I do care about Lithuania if there's something big happening. But <laughs> I don't mean I don't care. Like, still, Mark DeMarco went up to six. Very good. Scott and Scotland, they were 15. That wasn't bad. UK, 23. And then the US Billboard was 10. US Independent Albums was number two. US Top Alternative Albums uh, is number two. And the US Top Rock Albums was number three. I don't know if this is rock and roll, but not bad. I read that. Uh, Mac DeMarco described himself as Jizz Jazz. Yeah, Jizz Jazz. <laughs> also, Blue Wave. <laughs> <laughs> like not like New Wave, but Blue Wave. Uh, but Jizz like, Jazz. That's uh. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he's he's a character. He he really is. That's what I like about uh, watching his live show. Like you just see the character come out. Like when he's running around the stage, he just. He mentioned Shuggy Otis, Black Sabbath, Christopher Cross, CUXE, and the Banshees, Jonathan Richmond, Genesis, Sting, and Weezer as his favorite artists. I don't really see the Sabbath, but I see some of the, the Weezer. Yeah. And the Genesis, like, I don't know, because it, it almost has a prog sound because it's so... Slowed yeah, down. It's kind it's of like, like a droopy. Pink Floydy, yeah. droopy type thing. Um, but as influences, he said John Mose, Ariel Pink, Brian Eno, Daniel Lopez. I see a lot of the Brian yeah. Eno. <laughs> Brian Eno. Tomita and R. Stevie Moore. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I like this part. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a little. Little, uh, little weird. I definitely like just it. jazz. I like it. And he also uses a real, real production style. Oh, did you know that he was friends with Mac Miller? Oh yeah. It said that he would, uh, he like he resides in Silver Lake neighborhood in Los Angeles. It said that he would host jam sessions with musics and friends such as Thundercat. Anderson Pack and the late Mac Miller. Oh yeah, that's cool. I imagine just being an ear in the wall during that jam session. Yeah, that would be really cool. That would be cool as shit. Uh, apparently he uses a lot of vintage equipment and gear for his music. So like he records with a reel to reel. So reel to reel is analog. So they, you don't see that anymore. Yeah. Like that's fucking. That's cool. I got a reel to reel. My dad has one too. He's got a nice one. <laughs> he often records on a fucking $30 Tesco guitar. That was, <laughs> and he'd stop playing it live because it would break. <laughs> really? Yeah, it would break on stage. That's cool. I, I definitely feel like... Um, like I, 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 don't, I don't hear vintageness, but like it just sounds... I don't know. It sounds a little less electrically digital. Yeah. It almost sounds droopy. <laughs> I guess that's what you can do with the tape. You can probably mess with the mess with the pitch and stuff like that. Yeah, I like him. So I, this uh, is his most current album and his fourth uh, full-length studio album, right? Yeah, yeah. 
He's, so, uh, like, realistically, he's got one 2012, then the two years later, 2014, three years later, 2017, three years, uh, and then two years later for 2019. He's on uh, pace for an album to come out shortly, it looks like. Yeah, he probably is working on one, honestly. I mean, that'd be pretty cool. Like, he released the B-sides in 2020. But that's B-sides. That's already recorded. Sorry, recorded previously. Yeah, um, either, either Here Comes the Cowboy Demos or something, yeah. right? He actually had an album called Ying Yang in 2010. With a band, right? Make yeah. Out Videotape. Yeah. Make Out Videotape. Imagine watching that movie. Okay. He had an EP come out. This year? No, in 2011. So that's before his, uh, his uh, debut album. Fuck, it's got ten songs, though. Oh, they're all like two minutes, though. You know what? It, yeah, okay, so I learned this uh, in one of my classes last year. You know an EP is like 23 minutes now? An EP, like, uh, sorry. Uh, sorry, no. An album can be like 20, 25, 26 minutes now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like the, a full-length album could be labeled as a, an album with only 25 minutes now. You need at least like 35, I find. Yeah, Even 35 feels short. Definitely, guy. Like, I can watch an episode of Family Guy and the time your album plays through. That's not good. <laughs> you know? Fuck, I love Because I'm getting another episode of Family Guy next week, and I ain't getting another album from you for another year or two. <laughs> True. Well, this is 46 minutes, so, you know, it's not bad. Um, Are you gonna dip this in milk? No. No? <laughs> Why would I do that? It's a cookie. Well, I don't know if it's, uh... I don't want the milk to take my THC away. Drink the milk after. I suppose. This is actually his highest charting album. Uh, well, not all of them have chart numbers. But the first one has no, second one has no chart numbers. So, Solid Days sold 51,000 copies in the U.S. That's his third album, and he's got uh, 30. Uh, peak position 30. And then this old dog, which is his album before this one, was 29, 21 uh, in the states. Uh, sorry, U.S. and U.K. Canada, how was it? 27. So, but they don't have sales. But this is his best-selling, uh, best-charting one because it's got 10, 23, 20, uh, 15, 24. So it's his best-selling and best-charting. So that's not bad. And it was available on digital download, CD, LP, and cassette. So he's using all formats. He's uh, he's doing everything, man. He's um, uh, he's a really I don't know it's it's interesting to listen to his music because his music's very um, like it's not complex music at all but it's just it's just like there's enough there to be called like intricate music yeah like, it, like there's you know weird sounds uh, like sure the drums are very simple but weird sounds going on um now kind of easy words and very melodic words but uh, still uses a lot of cool little effects and 
sounds and different little guitar yeah, yeah. yeah. this album like it catches my attention when those sounds pop out I'm like what what so you're going to buy this album I think I am yeah. I think uh, I am I, I really want to do some shrooms and, and listen to it again feed the like in my room just like by yourself uh, well, I just feel really relaxed. When I listen to this, like, I, uh, during, I think it was last semester, I was doing exams, and I put, I put on this album, no, what did I put on first? Yeah, I think I put on this album, then I put it on the B-sides, and then I put on his two, and, like, I was writing a paper, like, uh, and, man, it was just so relaxed. I felt so relaxed <laughs> writing the paper. I was on time. No, like, I'm saying, like, I want to do some shrooms to it. I mean, but, like, it's like it's perfect just to like perfect just to have on while we're talking yeah you know what I mean I like it's a it's not an album where you need to be like oh hold on I gotta turn oh, it I need to hear this clear because it means the world to me yeah like I mean maybe for someone that is the case but I mean uh, like I don't know I'm liking it more for the music and the sounds you yeah. know and the vocals they just seem to be at the right spot with the right tone and yeah well, that's, uh, he's got a very um, baritone voice. Not baritone voice. Like, deep voice. Yeah. He's kind of almost like crooning. Like, you know what crooning, crooners are? No. Like, that's like the Bing Crosby. Uh, Bing... What's his fucking name? It's Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra, Bing Crosby, those guys. Like they're, that like, kind of tone. Yeah, like yeah. the slow. You know, Seth, speaking of family guys, Seth MacFarlane is a fucking crooner as well. He's a wicked vocalist. He's, said, he, he's released some albums and shit like that. Dude, it's, it's pretty good. Well, I mean, he does all those Family Guy fucking musicals because yeah. he's Brian and Stewie. Right. Brian is his normal voice and Stewie is his. He's Peter, voice. too. Really? Yeah. Dude, he's fucking talented. He does probably a couple others, too. Meg I, is. Uh, Myla Kunis. Yeah, girl from That 70s Show. I fucking, Chris is Seth Green. Yeah. Uh, Lois is some lady. Uh, um. I don't even know what he's saying. More. And more and more and more. Yeah. More and more. Yeah. Uh, Budweiser, the king of beers, apparently. I don't know if I'd put it as the king of beers. 1664 is pretty fucking delicious. Yeah, those are <laughs> But, it's not bad beer. It's, uh, passes the this is the I'm a beer test. Yeah, basically. Congratulations, you're a bear. Yeah, we got some great albums coming out sometime. Not coming out, like, but some coming out on the podcast. There's gonna be some wicked albums on the way. Like every day. Like next next well Friday we're celebrating a big birthday. Well, not a huge birthday. What? It's a musician's birthday. On Friday? Yeah. It's a big birthday. Well, it's a just big, because it's his birthday. Yeah, it's a big star in that genre's birthday. How old is he? God, he's fucked. Old probably, as fuck, eh? Probably close to 90. 80, 85, 86, maybe 90. I don't know. He's fucking ancient. So if you know who we're talking about, it's his birthday next Friday. But, um, he, uh, we got that. Then we got some female artists who are celebrating 50-year albums. Yeah. So we're going to be doing that sometime. 
Uh, we've got... we got a Latino guitarist, too, with an amazing album out this year. Oh, this... Uh, I was like, Latino. He said this year. I was like, wait, he released an album? No, no. Yeah, we got to celebrate his, too. Uh, well, because so everything turned 50 this year. There's well, a lot everything, of stuff. But there's a lot of 50th year birthdays. And, year. like, 1971 was a big... Like, last year... Uh, last year, last week... No, last Friday. Friday we did uh, Sticky Fingers. Yeah, that was a good, I really liked that, that one. 50, 50 years. That was 50 years. Uh, there's Has so anyone many... listened to it yet? Yeah, we got one listen. One? Yeah. Well, it was posted Friday night. So Is it our pin post? No. Braden. <laughs> hey, don't give me shit, man. Johnny Winter got zero and there's still... <laughs> it was a pin post, so... <laughs> That's a fucking disrespect. So who do you think is going to win tonight? Well, we got two going into it. We just won back to back. So I'm thinking that Montreal is either going to come out super strong or they're still going to be down on themselves for yeah. losing to us. You know, and you guys got Cole Caulfield playing tonight. But at the same time, it's his NHL debut. It can either be a really awesome thing or it can be really basic yeah you know what I mean and that also means that lines are getting changed so yeah I didn't see the Kandre, they, they played two really good games in a row and now they're you know they're feeling good so they better get some wins going yeah and then the last or couple games bye bye baby baby exactly we're gonna be fucking sitting on the bottom of the fucking they're gonna be playing golf before you know it that's what I do. I, man, if I was a hockey player, I would not play golf. But not just that. They already said that they're planning for uh, hockey to start in October. October 7th. Yeah. Like, second week of October. Like, fuck. Well, I guess, because hockey will be ending. Yeah, but it's May now, right? Yeah. It'll be May. Well, it's almost May. They're probably going to start regular season next year. But, I mean, what I'm thinking, like, look. It's May next week, and the regular season isn't even quite done yet, right? Are they going to have to make hub cities again to do playoffs and have all the teams be in a lockdown like they were before? I don't know. Because as far as the Canadian ones, or at least until one of the Canadian teams makes it to the Final Four. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they're kind of all traveling in the same areas now, but once Canada has to go over there, they can't play for fucking 14 days, no? Seven now. Seven? Well, no, in the States it's different. That's only in Canada. Okay, if you're so coming to Canada, you gotta So wait. Canada will the play States, their games out. And I guess it won't stop them then. But, I mean, we won't have a winner of the Stanley Cup until June. Yeah. Depending on a, on an outbreak, July. And then starting back in October, like, there's no... Like, that's crazy. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, yeah. Uh, See how well, like, see how that all goes down for playoffs. I'm anxious. It'll be an uh, intense playoffs either way. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, I'm anxious to see some of the Canadian teams go battle some of the American teams there. Yeah, well, because we didn't get to play them at all. Mm -hmm. so like, be... it's weird, you know? Yeah. And it sucks because, like, you know, I like watching my, my team play Crosby and Ovechkin and Stampos and Kane and. Yeah, the, the big The fuckers. big names are. Or, like, even rookies. Like, Lafreniere didn't have the season that people were hoping, but it sounded like it was going to be an amazing year, you know? 
And I mean, I was excited to see him play, and like I'm not watching Ranger games because they don't play the Flames. You know that, and also I watch Habs and I watch Calgary. Ah, speaking of oh. which, I created a new team on NHL 21. I was bored last night. It was like 12, so I was like, I was oh. playing Hut last. I uh, not Hut last night, but uh, Peter Pro. Oh yeah, yeah. I jumped on. I created myself a new team called New Orleans uh, Rattles uh, Rattle uh, Razorbacks. Sorry. New Orleans Razorbacks. Yeah! And they fucking, they, uh, cool colors. But I lost my first game. But it was overtime loss. Now, was it like a fantasy draft? Uh, no, I did the expansion draft. Okay, did you get a decent team? Yeah, we're not bad. I got, I tried to get to Foley, but he, <laughs> he, uh, he, he did, I didn't have enough money. <laughs> I ran out of cap Who's space. your best player? Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall, the cancer of all the fucking teammates. Anyway, he's 88 overall. <laughs> that was what I was looking for. I, I got like two random goaltenders I've never heard of. You know, people talk a lot of shit about Taylor Hall. Like he's been told like he's a cancer in a locker room or yeah. the most toxic player or whatever they want to call it. He, uh, he is a fucking very talented yeah. player, man. I like him a lot more now than when he played for Edmonton, I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, who else did I get? Who did I get from the Flames? Giordano? No. I can't remember who I got from the Flames. I can't remember. This is uh, the most pumped up song, it's the last one. Yeah. Um, fuck, what, what, I, I, from the Habs I got Byron. He's the best I can get. Byron's pretty good. Man. Yeah. Um. Oh, I got Galchenyuk. I got uh, Spedza. I signed Spedza for a year. He was on free agents. I had like 16, uh, 1.6 mil left. So I was like, yeah, I'll take Come you. Come on over there, buddy. <laughs> Come on for a season. Anyways, that's my adventures in NHL 21. F1. This I can't believe this is our first... Canadian artists. Yeah. That's crazy. There's so many. We gotta do, we gotta, Johnny Mitchell. Guess who? Oh, we gotta do guess who. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You said Young. guess who before. Fucking. Five Man Electrical Band. Five well, electrical we rush. did do the band. Oh, yes. Right. We did but do, that's but they're not, Canadian. yeah, it's like a split, you know? Yeah, so like, as I consider them Canadian now. Yeah, me too. Just so like, so we lied. It's our second The whole Canadian. podcast. <laughs> can't believe it. Oh, wait. We did the band. We did do the band. That's actually pretty fucking spot on. Right on. Look at that. We have come to the end of another podcast. 47 minutes, 7, and oh, 08, nope, 9, nope, 10 seconds in. And uh, you know what? We had a damn good time. And yeah, we hope you did. Chilled too. out. We chilled out. It's a chill Monday. You know, Monday is not supposed to be, uh, you know, we're all going back to work. We don't want to pump you up and have you fucking looking forward to the weekend on a Monday because everyone looks forward to the weekend like. Like basically any day of the week, people want the weekend. Because, oh fuck you know, yeah. but we don't want to you know pump you up and get you all excited for the weekend if it's tomorrow's Tuesday. So we thought let's do a quieter album. Well, we didn't think that, but I think that it was a good choice. Yeah, it was it's a good, and it's kind of a shitty day out too. Yeah, like, it's a little dr- gloomy out. Blue wave. <laughs> yeah, some jizz jazz. A little jizz jazz for you Monday. <laughs> Alrighty, well we'll have uh, we'll talk at you on Friday. Peace. Have a good week. Bye.